Don't y- we have y- assistance to do this? Y'all adjusted? <laughs> you ready now? No. We need assistance for this. We need people. You need lots of assistance. PAs. Oh, now it's too high. I slouch. <laughs> <laughs> Your posture's bad. This will help, though. This will help. Uh, what are you doing? Sitting up. Why? Because, you know, po- good posture is good. It, it looks so unnatural. No. You slump. <laughs> you slump. Uh, how was your week? It was okay. Work's been tough, but it, it's been an okay week. Yeah. I'm going, it, work's got me going crazy, too. Uh, but, I mean, what are you going to do? Somebody got to make the donuts. Yep. Yeah. I'll just, I'll be glad to be off next week. Oh, off all, all week? Yeah, just going to take it easy. Going anywhere? Nah. Oh, staycation. Yeah. Just just going to stay and relax in the hot tub. In the hot tub? <laughs> yeah, I don't have a hot tub. But, well, we can go over to Chuck's. No. No. What? Why? <laughs> he we... probably got very strong jets. <laughs> he's got one of them big swim spas. Oh, I, yeah, I wouldn't. I don't doubt he has the best of the best. He's got uh, he's got a like one of the big swim spas. It's a nice unit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, when that's what you do for a living, yeah, you yeah. get the best. Yeah, yeah. But that's about it. It's, yeah, I don't even. I don't even remember what I did this weekend. That's the worst of it. I didn't do much. I, 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 I actually, I kind of, I kind of slacked off a little bit during the week, so I had to work a couple of hours on Saturday. You slack off every day. No. Oh, that's something else. Never mind. Never mind. No, no, that, no. <laughs> it re, re, replace the SL with a J. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta start. I think I have to start writing down what I do on a daily basis, just so I can remember to, what to tell you. Masturbated twice. If I didn't, if I if I don't think of, I, I can I can't remember. It's like my mind keeps going. Monday, masturbated four times. Last night, I masturbated had, five times. No, I watched. Uh, there was a kiss thing on TV. The documentary. Yes, I watched. I, I well, I I, I, watch, I thought it was funny because it was like it was Gene and Paul's version. Yeah, with Ace Ed Peters like interviews from like the nineties. We talked day. about that, did we? Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. I didn't write it down. We talked about that. <laughs> you dummy. See, I'm telling you, this is it's bad. You dummy. Yeah. You dumb fucking dummy. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's, See, and that's why I don't do drugs. Because man, if, you imagine how it was if I was doped up. Dear God, <laughs> dopes don't need dope. Yes. I'd be wandering around Walmart, in my bathrobe. Yeah, yeah, you'd be thinking you're like the like uh, the dude. <laughs> See, that probably be drinking milk right out of the carton in the aisle. Yeah. <laughs> you gonna pay for that eventually? <laughs> yeah, I'm lactose intolerant. I'm gonna pay for it. Is that head. is that illegal? I mean, I know that they they eat whole fried chickens through that store <laughs> and just leave the the bones in the in the bedding section. But I mean, if you were to just munch on something, as long as you paid for it, would it would it be okay? I know, like I know they're okay with you eating while you're in the store. Obviously, you know. I mean, when woman's walking down with a whole fried chicken, you know nobody's stopping her. I I don't know how to answer that properly at this point. If I didn't hate it so much, I'd love to be an associate there part-time. You know? Just, I mean, it's like, yeah, saw a woman eating fried chicken in the middle of sporting goods. 
I don't know why she was in sporting goods. She obviously didn't know any sports. How do you know she didn't know any sports? Anybody, anybody that eats a whole fried chicken walking through a Walmart doesn't know sports. Wait, they're not. They're wait, not. Stop, 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 stop. You tub of goo. What do you mean tub of goo? You used to bowl. Okay, yeah, they're not even capable of bowling. Uh, come on, Edgar bowls. Who's Edgar? That we bowled with. Okay. I don't remember any heavy set people bowling. Oh, he was heavy set, fucking like waddled up the I foul line. I don't remember that many heavy set people bowling. I, I'm honestly, I don't. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to have Frank slap you and jog your memory. <laughs> Tell him I'm at the pool. Hey, speaking of which, what the hell is going on in town with all the barriers up everywhere that aren't set up? Is there a, is there a race coming up that nobody's advertising? I, I don't know. When they do that, normally it's because they're going to block up the town so yeah, nobody can like, do anything. Like for a raise that, but, like but they're by my house. They're never by my house. It, uh, there could be a five k or something. I don't know. Uh, this town's going to turn into a maze again. When? No, it ain't right. No, they they literally cut the town in half. The people, the people at my end, we can't get to you know the non civilized end. What do you where, mean? The where all the food is. What do you mean the non-civilized end? Look, if a zombie outbreak happens and they put those barriers up where they do for the 5Ks and all that, the lower half is going to eat like kings because that's where all the stores and restaurants are. And we'll be up there, you know, starving. And most of the guns. That's <laughs> probably. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Still, this I, 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 have a, I have a small arsenal here in the house. <laughs> and anyway. Yeah. Si. I mean, other, don't say, say, say we. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I didn't do much uh, this weekend or this week, really, other than work. Um, I took tomorrow off. I want to go help do some haunted house stuff. Mm-hmm. Try to do some stuff down here in the podcast mines and try to get a few things kind of figured out so we can upgrade the system a little bit. Yes. And then we started working on uh, we started working on getting all the PA shit together for the Remembering Mark show. Yeah. Um, chuck rack mounted uh, a couple of power amps. Uh, we've got the one one of the two Behringer X airs that we own. He has one. I have one. Um, one of them all hooked up and ready to go. Now it's a matter of relearning the software because it's all done either via phone or computer or whatever. Like by phone. Yeah, dude. By, no, by, no. By, they got you hooking shit up with cable with modems now. Hang on. <laughs> Wait, wait, no, 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 dummy, no, dummy. Here, look, XR, X18, okay. See, I got my control surface right on my phone. Oh, shit, everyone's at the low end, man. You got, you well, yeah, equalize it. You, no, no, that's just the, the fade is for the set, for the, for the volume. But yeah, we started getting all that shit together, um, you know, trying to get ready. We got a month to go. I started putting up flyers. Mm. What are you donating for the for the Chinese auction? Do you want me to? I'm kidding. No, I mean I could find some shit in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean we're I, starting to get uh, yeah, starting to get. Uh, 
some stuff together for the basket raffle. Chinese auction's not a tricky tray. That tray's a tricky. It's tricky to rock around to rock. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we're starting to get all this shit together. Um, you know, yesterday actually was Mark's birthday. Mm. As we record this, it's uh, what the hell? I got an itch. Uh, as we record this, it's July 22nd. Mm. Uh, yesterday it, yesterday was Mark's birthday. He would have been 48, 48 years old. So I had a I had a moment or two yesterday. Yeah. So let's not be bummers today. Nope. Do we want to pull that last? We already know what it is. Yes. So I'm going to throw it at you. Ah! <laughs> it didn't hit me. And I know, I know we weren't. I mean, I didn't do much prep work, but man, oh, this is something I was thinking about I don't, all week. I I don't need to prep for this. Yeah, well, I didn't. I didn't need to prep, but I needed to think about what I was going to say about about certain things. But uh, the topic is wrestling villains. Yes. And the first thing I thought about was how it's changed. Yes. In the in the mid '90s, with Austin NWO Degeneration X. The villain role changed. Yes. It used to be, you know, this guy cheats. He's the villain. He's the bad guy. Yep. Or also the villains were the guys that need to have the actual police take them back to the hotel. Yes. You know, that was original OG villainy. That's that's what you call heat boys and girls. Yeah. You don't see riots anymore at the wrestling matches. No, there's still there's still some ignorant people there who think it's real. Well, yeah. No, I mean I mean real to the point that like, you know, don't you say nothing bad about Roman Reigns. I'll take you out to the pickup truck and hit you. Well, no, there was some <laughs> some ass clown a week or so ago or 2 weeks ago or something like that that jumped the rail at uh at the <laughs> a, at the AEW show trying to get to Kenny Omega. Okay. I I I like seeing those I mean and I always love how people beat the sh- the smack out of him in the ring. Oh yeah. I mean even a cupcake like Kenny, Kenny Omega who yeah. probably couldn't whip uh to quote Jim Cornette couldn't whip cream with a motorboat. Yeah. He probably would have he probably would have beat this guy. But I've ass. I've always been a fan of the villains. I mean Oh yeah. The, the day we went to that wrestling show, I dressed as the RTC. Yeah. And then was admonishing people in the crowd for cheering. And then I had to get quiet when people started taking it seriously. I got threatened. Really? Yeah. It's like, you got to be. And I was like, you have to be kidding me. It's like, come on. It's, oh. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I've always been a fan of the heels, too. Yeah. We, you know, up until, like you said, the late '90s, when everything changed, mm-hmm. and they, you know, now you had the quote-unquote cool heels like the yep. NWO, and then everybody started liking the heels. Yeah, which which was weird. There was a it was a big shift where it's like you know the guys that are and Ric Flair is now a face. Yeah, and getting booed. Right, like it's like it's like things aren't making the world turned upside down. I don't know who started it either. I mean, which one? Which faction? The NWO did they actually start it? The NWO, the NWO is to blame for that Mm. because they were the cool guys on the show. But they came in like with they came in with the ball bats, you know, and were were you know getting ready to just like take on like everybody and was swinging wildly. It's like they didn't come in as nice guys. No. 
No, they came in as heels, and then like the audience shifted because mm. they realized uh, because of the way that th- that Hall and Nash were positioned. Okay, two guys with baseball bats held off the entire WCW locker room. Okay, two WWF guys with baseball bats held off the entire locker room. That makes your entire locker room look like shit. Yeah. Yeah, but I still think people were booing when Hogan joined. People booed Hogan. Yeah, I mean, things got thrown in the ring. Yeah, that I mean, that was the first time that, you know, that that was like, actually, you shouldn't say that. It was almost the last time there was legit heat. Mm-hmm. For the NWO, yeah, but I think a lot of that goes to the fact that people were looking for a reason to boo Hogan for years. <laughs> Probably, uh, I booed him for years, regardless, because <laughs> I couldn't stand the bald-headed fuck. He wasn't all bald. I'm not going to defend Hogan here. <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> not going to defend. I'm not going. I'm not going to pull that and defend Hogan. Hogan must pose, pal. Yes. I mean, if you go back, it, let's 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 dive back into mm-hmm. the territory days of wrestling. Yeah, when men were men and sheep were nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, don't look at me like I'm that. Just a lot of the best territories were in the South. I'm just going to leave I it know. at that. I, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that. Yep. Uh, but you never like nowadays. You will never see shit, and it's a good thing. Don't get me wrong; it's a good thing that you'll never see a fan. Try to stab mm-hmm. one of the heels. Yeah, you know, uh, um, Blackjack Mulligan tell has a story. He's got like he got like seventy three stitches one night because mm. a fan sla- slashed him. Yeah, it's happened to so many of them. Uh, Roddy Piper was stabbed three times. Yeah, all the all the best heels. Yeah, and that's I mean, and the worst thing is that's how you knew they were doing their job good. Yep. You know, uh, Paul Orndorff, yep. Cowboy Bob Orton. Oh, Jesus. I mean, think about the heat that the Midnight Express had. Yeah. You know, where uh, even in Dallas, where they were only in Dallas with world class for a very short time. but And then they went to Mid-South for Bill Watts. Mm-hmm. They had to literally get escorted out of the Mid-South Coliseum. Oh, yeah. You know, or not the Mid South Coliseum. That was Memphis. They had to get escorted out of you know the buildings that Watts was running in by police officers because they had so much heat. Yeah, for the dastardly shit they did to Magnum TA and and Mister Wrestling Two and the Junkyard Dog. You know, that's heat. Yeah, yeah. And I just I recently watched. Coincidentally, I we I recently watched like the. It was like a top ten list of the worst things that WWE has like ever done. Okay, and they had things on there like um, uh, I think it was Big Boss Man dragging Big Show's casket. Oh, Big Show's father's casket. Yeah, that was a that was a that was a shitty angle. Yeah, but but when they're saying this is like these are like the most hated things and the worst things that they had, like these guys have ever done. And I'm looking at these and I'm like, but everybody kind of knew you knew that wasn't. Right. Big Show's father. And he wasn't actually... I mean, everything was like, yeah, but yeah, it seemed terrible. But in and, but Katie Vick wasn't on it. Weirdly enough, Katie Vick was not on that list. Katie Vick wasn't on the list. What, was was uh, Mae Young giving birth to a hand on the list? No. Really? Yeah. Of all like the worst 
things that people like. It was like the time heels went too far, and it's like I, the whole list was like, no, none of. I mean, I knew much worse things that happened. On was that. Snitsky punting the baby on there? No. What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We could come up with better things. Oh, absolutely. Just sitting off the fly. Absolutely. Than this, than this list did. No, I mean there were things. The one of them was like, I guess, when Jerry Lawler had a heart attack. And CM Punk came into the ring and faked a heart attack. I don't remember that happening. Okay, yeah, well, yes. It, they showed, like, it was uh, Heyman, Heyman was with Punk. Okay. And it was right after Lawler came back uh, after ha- He had suffered a heart attack live on air. Yeah, I remember you know? that. Yeah, and when he came back, CM Punk came into the ring, was cutting a promo, and then, like, grabbed his heart like like Fred Sanford. Oh, okay. Uh, now... Now here's the is like oh this he went too far. I'm thinking you know damn well Lawler knew that was going to happen. Lawler said do it. Lawler probably wanted that. I mean that's the thing about when you're talking about these terrible things people right. And, and 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 a list like that. I hate to interrupt you on this, yeah, yeah. but a list like that, you know, it's written by some millennial. Oh yeah. Okay, it's some millennial who has very little clue as to the history of professional wrestling. Yeah. And you know. Does has no idea of the shit Jerry Lawler did in Memphis. Oh my God, yes. I mean, yeah. Jerry Jerry Lawler was like the one of the. He threw fire at everybody. Yeah. You know, and he became that. But funny enough, he became the face when Kaufman came to town. Yeah. Oh, Andy Kaufman is one of the greatest heels in the oh, history of professional wrestling. That was such. Ah, uh, that was such a. I mean, what he was pulling at the time. Yeah. Was awesome. You know, and the thing is, the thing is with that. Jerry Jarrett and Jerry Lawler stepped in a pile of shit with that mm-hmm. because Kaufman went to Vince Sr., mm-hmm. okay? He wanted to do that shit in New York. And Vince Sr., no, 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 we can't do that. We don't want to expose the business in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. So Bill Apter, who was, you know, like the guy from Pro Wrestling Illustrated and all this, all the, all the, they called him the Apter Mags. Yeah. Right? After put Kaufman in contact with Jerry Jarrett and Jerry Lawler. History was made. Yep. You know, to the point where Jerry Lawler, who was who was outside of outside of pro like pro wrestling fans, Lawler wasn't very well known outside of the Memphis no, not market. At all. Outside of, you know, that territory. They got that shit on Letterman. Yep. And and and, even, and the slap heard around the world. Even Letterman didn't know what was going on, which was awesome. I mean, they kept it kept it so well alive. Well, they to his credit, Jerry Lawler kept that kept the kayfabe up on that, mm-hmm. even up until Andy Kaufman's funeral. I think he kept it up way after that too, because I he, know I, he, I know I saw an interview with him. He did in the early days of Doug, Doug when he was you know still he, he did, but he went to Kaufman's funeral mm-hmm. in disguise. You know he went yeah. to, he went to Andy's funeral, but he was he he was gimmicked up. He mm-hmm. was in disguise. He was in a, a disguise of some description. But yeah, he kept the he kept that kayfabe up on, up until kayfabe died. Yeah, you know, and kayfabe dying was really the death of a true heel. Yeah, pretty much. And nowadays, I mean, even they have those WWE live events. Right. And, um, the, you know, you see them before every pay-per-view. Look, they came to town, you know. And look, they, look, The Fiend is with the children's. Right. It's like, okay, um, hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, here's our heel champion, Bobby Lashley, reading to the third graders. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, one of the best uh, illustrations of WWE absolutely just destroying kayfabe. When they signed the Dudley boys from ECW. Now, you've seen the Dudleys in ECW. Yeah. Those motherfuckers could start riots. Mm -hmm. They have started riots. Bubba Ray Dudley would say shit that would set the fans off. You know, talking, point, pointing to a, a girl in the crowd saying about her mother teaching her how to suck dick and this and that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just inviting fans to come and get some. Yeah. Bubba Ray knows how to get heat. Bubba Ray's an old school heel. They sign with WWE and they say, uh, and Vince, they're having their meeting with Vince and Bubba's told the story. He's like, uh, they're talking about merch and signing autographs and Bubba Ray says to Vince, we don't sign autographs, we're heels. <laughs> and Vince says to Bubba Ray Dudley, we put smiles on faces. Mm. And, yep. Bubba, and Bubba Ray knew right then and there, okay, the game's up. We put smiles on faces. Yeah, and they were part of the most popular heel team. Yeah, and they were putting old ladies through tables. They put and people were cheering. They powerbombed May Young. She, uh, Bubba powerbombed May Young off of a stage through tables. You know, and, and you got to think that like Ted DiBiase is just sitting there. Why did I get booed? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all, all I did, all all I did was stuff a hundred dollar bill in a, in somebody's in in somebody's mouth. You yeah. know? Kick a basketball away from a kid trying to dribble it. And I got oh beat. I got booed. Those vignettes were so funny. Oh, yeah. Where he would take over a basketball court. Yeah. And not even to play. Just because he could. Just because he could. Genius stuff. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, why I always love the heels. Well, the thing is, like, Ted DiBiase, the million-dollar man gimmick, that was Vince. <laughs> that was Vince. Hmm. He's just making fun of Vince. Yeah, pretty much. Well, no, it was all Vince's idea. Yeah, that's why, like, and I like uh, Bobby Heenan was was the best commentator, better than Ventura. Oh yeah, I loved always loved having, and I loved always having a heel commentator, better than Ventura. Yeah, and always got, always got, always somehow got his comeuppance too. Yeah, <laughs> I, the thing with with Bobby Heenan. Bobby Heenan was like the renaissance man of professional wrestling. Bobby could do it all. Mm-hmm. He was a great promo. He was a great manager, great commentator. And if you go back and watch when Bobby Heenan was in the ring, even when he was a manager, he was a great worker. You oh, know, yeah. Bobby Heenan was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I mean the 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 art of the manager is dead, for the most part. I, that's why I don't like Paul Heyman what he's doing. Wait, no, I'm, I'm not a manager. I'm an advocate. I'm just an advocate. I know, I know. But I mean, it's the the manager. The art of the manager is really dead because you'll never have another guy like Bobby the Brain Heenan or like Jim Cornette or Paulie Dangerously in his heyday. Yeah, I think on on the main stage that everybody watches, I think it is, but. The indie scene, I still I still think the indie scene likes to keep a lot of the old stuff alive. Yeah. You see, I have been to places where and I and this is even very recently, Ed House. Uh-huh. Um I've seen him wrestle. Um I I knew him as a friend for a while. And when he's in, in the arena, he's in character. Yeah. 
He does not sign autographs. He does not talk to people. He's not a nice person to people, you know, and a lot of them still kind of keep that alive in in this in the, on the small stage, which they, is which is nice. Yeah, it is. It's it's refreshing, even though a, even though I'm always rooting for them too. Oh yeah, and Ed House is is old school. I remember this was, and he actually, I and I I I hope if he listens, you know, I, I'm saying this out of love. We we went to a show in Shendo, okay, and there was a heavy set kid, like you know, like yelling at him and mercilessly, and Ed was eating it up. Right, Ed threw a dollar at him. Uh huh. Right. And told him to go get a hot dog. He looks hungry. You know? Yeah. And something, and I don't remember the exact, but he said something about diabetes as as well. Right? Right. After the fact, after the show, he's like, oh, I shouldn't have said that thing about the diabetes. That was, that was taking it too far. I feel really bad about that. <laughs> it's like, but that was, Shendo was one of the shows like an old school South show. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, someone got threatened and, you know, threatened a wrestler. The wrestler said, come on, let's take this outside. The guy walks outside, gets locked out. That was funny. Yeah, you know? I mean, I mean, that's I mean, we're in we're in the four, six, two. What do yeah, you expect? But, but honest, yeah, but sometimes the, the those that's why there are certain small shows I won't go to in yeah. certain markets. Yeah, because the people frighten me. Um, I, There's one coming up. uh I think in August down mm. in Hamburg. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hamburg. They just had one. I think last weekend. Okay. And I wish I wish I could just free up a weekend to go back to the, because they had so many like, and it's funny they're they're the old school guys from WWE and WCW, but they've aged considerably. But yeah. the picture they're using. Is one from the eighties? Yeah, uh, I saw the I saw the, uh, an ad for this. It's like the they're calling it the Legends of Hamburg. Yeah, yeah. And for for those that don't know, back before Vince took over the world, WWE. Well, at the time, the WWF, and even before that, when it was the WWWF, did most of their TV tapings in two places. Ag Hall at the Allentown Fairgrounds and the Hamburg Fieldhouse. That's where most WWWF and WWF TV mm-hmm. up until the mid '80s came from. That's wh- that. That's where it came from. Yep. The the one of the greatest angles ever in WWF history. Uh, Roddy Piper smashing a coconut over Jimmy Snooker's head. Oh my God! That happened at Ag Hall. Was that a non-gimmick coconut? There was a gimmicked coconut. Okay. Piper grabbed the wrong fucking coconut. <laughs> he grabbed the wrong coconut and potatoed Snooker with a non-gimmick coconut. <laughs> oh. And I don't care how hard your Samoan head is or Fijian head or he's Samoan. Or yeah. he, he was Samoan. I don't care how hard your fucking head is. That had to hurt. Oh, Because no the coconut just exploded. Yep. Did they do something with? Um, didn't they do like they redid something like that not too long ago? I didn't see anything like that. I don't remember seeing anything like that. But I'll be completely honest. Unless it involves something really spectacular, or one of a very few wrestlers, I don't remember shit week to week. Yeah. Because nothing sticks out anymore. 
No, well, not no, not really. No, and and th- that's I mean that's an indictment of the whole wrestling business to mm-hmm. be to be honest. Um, you know, I mean nothing sticks out to me anymore. Of course, the shit that's going to stick in my head is anything to do with Riddle. <laughs> you know, because simply because of the personal, you yeah. know, the the fact that I know the guy. Yeah. You know, so anything Matt does, I I'm going to remember. Like this past Monday, he came out and had a conversation with John Cena saying nothing but bro. Yeah. And then he, you know, they they did a match between him and the Viking Ra- uh, the Viking Raiders. Against, I saw the tail end of that. Yeah, yeah against uh, AJ Omos and uh, we, we we're watching. I I watched. I guess we turned on the tail end of it. Yeah, um, we were watching something else. Yeah, we were watching a race. Um, we're so, we were watching something else, and then we flipped over. I can't remember, but I know that we're watching it, and we're trying to figure out who the the. The three piece, and he and then Riddle takes a squirt gun, squirts Omos, yeah. and throws it to Miz. Yes, I <laughs> laugh silly. Wait, that's not a squirt gun; it's a drip stick. Whatever it, but it was it was so funny just to see. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Yeah. Now, now what? I'm honestly, I wish it would have propelled it further. Where Omos picked Miz up. Oh yeah, and like really kind of shook him like a rag doll. He, but, but it was. I don't know if he, he, they kind of like backed off at it real quick. Yeah, I think Miz does have a legit injury right now. Mm. Uh, uh, nothing serious, but um, like he shouldn't need to be in a wheelchair. But I love the gimmick. Um, and you can say what you want about Miz. The guy's done everything in the WWE. Uh, I think he's entertaining. He he's, he's enter- an entertaining guy to hate, and that's, that's en- the best part. Yes, he's easy to hate. He's very easy to hate. And, you know, I think Miz is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, yeah. Surefire. Yeah, with many years. Surefire. They can't be giving out these Hall of Fame things to the people that are still active. Uh, uh, okay, I'm glad you put that in. <laughs> I'm glad you put that in. Because Johnny fucking Rods is in the Hall of Fame, okay? Is he active? No. Oh, okay. He never won a match. Oh, sorry. I... I don't know who he is. He's a fucking jabroni. All right. All right. Well, I'm sure the Brooklyn Brawler's in. You know, I don't know if Steve's in. Yeah, but I think that I think that when you by the time you get to the Hall of Fame, you you should be truly, truly retired. I, I don't I don't disagree, except in certain cases. Like when they put Flair in before his final He's match. never gonna retire. He's Flair Flair will <laughs> never get back in a ring again. Um Flair will never get back in a ring again. Um, but when they put Flair in before his match at WrestleMania a few years back with Shawn Michaels, mm-hmm. that was deserving of going in before your mm-hmm. active career is up. I'm pretty sure Triple H is going to get in the ring at least once more. And he's in the Hall of Fame. Well, I mean, granted, yeah. as not as a single, as a member of DX, mm-hmm. I'm, sure Trip, I'm sure Triple H will get in the ring again. Billy Gunn is in and he's still active. But not for WWE. No, but I don't. I mean, I just I almost take Scott Steiner's view of the Hall of Fame. I mean, it's it's what your pictures up there too. Do not admit. No, no, no. What I mean is what I mean is that you know there is no physical Hall of Fame to visit. It would be nice if there was a place to go to where you could see their gear, where you can see their stuff. They're working on that. Well, well, they should have had it first. I I don't disagree, but. The, uh, like they, I don't know if you watched a, uh, a while, uh, just a little 
while ago, about two months ago, A&E did a series of biographies. Yeah, I, I was watching up here and there. And about- did you watch the uh, Hidden Treasures I I saw what, yeah well I they were saying like this is where we find Rick's robe right Foley's mask and all that other stuff yeah well I they're it looks like they're actually trying to construct the physical Hall of Fame okay and unfortunately for me it's probably going to be in Florida or no Connecticut no it'll be in Connecticut no it will not or it'll New be York. in Florida it'll be Connecticut or New York it'll be in Florida it'll be in Orlando I'll almost guarantee it. Because that's where everything is now. You know, the performance center's down there. Um, the only thing that's in Connecticut anymore is headquarters. And I'm sure well, when, when Vince croaks, that'll change too. Wherever they put it. I mean, it'll be a nice... And it's not unfortunate. You can get to Orlando. It's not like it's forever away. I got... I didn't lose... No, I've never lost anything in Orlando. I have no reason to visit. You could go down for a visit. It's I, fun. I don't want to... <laughs> Florida scares me. Every state scares me anymore. Jesus Christ. Well, I, I, the game is not Google Kansas man on your uh, your birthday in Kansas, man. It's your birthday and Florida man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what you do. Hey, we're getting away from heels. Let's get back to this. Okay. I, we weren't that far from him. We were talking about him. Eh, kind of. Who's your favorite all-time heel? Probably Roddy Piper. <laughs> Good choice. It's like he just... <laughs> He he was so out there, yes. and just you know he he would offend if there wasn't even a need to offend. the The biography that A and E did on Piper really showed a lot of uh, what Roddy of Roddy's mindset. Like he act, he had books like spiral bound notebooks of ideas for promos. And shit that he, you know, he would just come up with the shit in the car or mm-hmm. at home. And the man's mind was constantly working. And it, it it's amazing to me that Piper came up with all of this great stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, and Piper was a genius and Piper knew how to get heat. Mm, yes. He, yep. I got I, any any top five list of heels has to include Piper. And he did it everywhere. He did it in, you know, from Portland to um, to Los Angeles, to the Carolinas, to Georgia, to the WWF. Um, The only place he was never really a heel was WCW. Yeah. You know, because then he was going after Hogan. Yeah. Then every you had to change everything. And that's when he started becoming more beloved. Yeah. You know, for real. And uh, yeah, Piper is. It was yeah, and I actually I don't have well I actually only have one wrestling uh action figure. Despite it. That's a daddy long legs, you puss. Oh. Anyway. Sorry. Is is uh is one of Piper that I got. I got a couple upstairs. Yeah. Pi- Piper is the one that I just I have it. It's like I, I've always and also it's probably because of the bagpipes in the Scottish because yeah. of my Celtic roots. Yeah. <laughs> what? I have Celtic roots, boy. <sighs> so does that mean I should have a Baron von Raschke figure because I have German roots? Hey, go for it, man. Or, or Fritz von Erich? Yeah, do it. 
I don't want any Fritz von Eric garb in my house. I don't want any Fritz von Eric yeah. stuff in my house. His his heel persona was that of a of a Nazi, and I'm not trying to go down that path. There were plenty. Get a Heidenreich. Get some Heidenreich. Stuff. No, no, bad gimmick, bad gimmick, bad. Oh, I. I I got to agree, Pipe. Well, I don't know if I'd put Piper number one on my list. All right. Well, there's plenty. There's plenty. I mean, I always, and I always say like, it's like pre-early, pre-90s. Yeah. Because after that, I could just list every bad guy ever that I enjoyed. Hell, Carlito was one of my favorites. I loved his gimmick. I liked it too. I, I liked Carlito. But, you know, I mean, you know what a fucking absolute nerd I am for this shit. Yep. Um, I would actually probably go back to because uh, I've watched uh, I've watched footage of Fred Blassie in L.A. You know, I've watched, you know, footage of Fred Blassie. I've watched footage of the Sheik um, again, you know, the Sheik against Bobo Brazil and Bobo in Detroit. Everybody loved Bobo Brazil, you know, and the Sheik. Because he knew how much heat he was going to have, he would have his gimmick, his blades taped to his fingers. So he would cut you. If, 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 <laughs> you, st- if you start fucking with the Sheik, he was just going to start swinging at you with his fingertips. <laughs> and he had he had his razor blades to gig himself on his fingertips. He'd cut the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, 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 I got to look back to guys like the Sheik. I, I would put Piper on that list. I would put Flair, NWA era Flair on that list. Mm. Um, but Flair was a different kind of heel. Flair was the heel that you you hated him because you wanted to be him. Most likely, yeah. Yeah. You know, because... And, and Flair lived his gimmick. Flair lived his gimmick. Mm-hmm. Everywhere a horseman went was in a limo. And in one of Crockett's jets, okay, the horseman lived the lifestyle, as at least Rick did. And the fact that Vince has had to bail him out financially a couple of times <laughs> shows that. Well, that and four divorces don't help. Mm. Um, I mean, Flair was such a great heel. Um, you, like, you go back to the, like, the shit he did. Um, they wanted to give Ricky Morton a singles run. He was never going to win the NWA title, but yeah. they wanted to give Ricky Morton a singles run, you know. And plus, Robert Gibson had a knee injury, so this was an excuse to do it. Mm-hmm. They had the Horsemen jump Ricky Morton, and Flair comes off the freaking top rope with a knee drop and breaks Ricky Morton's face. In the in the Carolinas, that was that was like tantamount to a crucifixion because everybody loved the Rock and Roll Express. Yeah, Flair had so much heat for that, and you know, and and the whole Horseman, the the whole Horseman group, especially at that time, because it was Rick, it was Rick Flair, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, and Barry Windham, mm-hmm. and J and JJ Dillon as their manager, four heels that could outwork. And out talk damn near everybody on the roster. Mm-hmm. What's not to fucking hate because you wish you could be them? Yeah, and it was just it. W- it didn't matter which member you were, you know. It. I think that laid the blueprint for like just heel stables. Oh, it overall. did absolutely did. There would be, there would have been no Degeneration X yeah. 
without without the four horsemen. There would have been no NWO yeah, and then, without the four horsemen. And this is not a knock on Heenan, but I know Heenan had his stable of wrestlers that he all managed, but they never really all worked together like that. Right. But the thing is, they, like the Heenan family yeah. was more about the individuals. Yeah. And really, Bobby was the centerpiece of the family for the most part. I mean, there was time, like, when he had Andre. Andre, obviously, was the centerpiece. Yeah. But Bobby Heenan was the head heel of the Heenan family Mm -hmm. because there's no better heel manager ever than Bobby Heenan. Everybody else is competing for second place. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, J.J. Dillon was not really needed in the Horsemen. But... The re like part of the reason JJ was put with the horseman is he was Dusty's assistant booker at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was his job to make sure Rick got where he needed to be. Mm-hmm. You know, so he was actually handling travel arrangements for the horsemen and shit <laughs> like that. And making sure the rental cars and the hotels and all that shit were taken care of. That way Rick and Tully and Arn and Barry could go party. Yep. So all right, JJ, just be their manager. Uh, yeah, that was when there was a lot of good stuff, and that was when people just got just booed mercilessly, and not in not in fun, not in jest. Yeah, not in ooh boo, you stink, you're stinky, you're smelly as no. Oh, you motherfucker, I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, and and the that was the greatest thing about heel managers too, is because you know the average Joe fan, Joe Schmo fan. You're sitting there watching, and keep in mind, kids, we're going back to the glorious days of kayfabe. You're looking at that wrestler and saying, I can't beat his ass. And then you look over at the manager. You look at a guy like Jim Cornette, mm-hmm. but I could whoop his ass. Yeah. You know, not knowing that Jim Cornette will fuck you up. But also, like, um, it would, you know, you give a man, like, well, Fuji managing the berserker. Yeah. I'm not going to mess with John Nord, but I might try yeah. to slap Fuji around. Yeah, and then you're going to... Well, then he also had the Warlord yeah. under him, and it was like Slick uh, took care of... You know, everybody had like their own little stable of guys. Right. Is, it seems like when you look back, there must have been so many heels at the time to have that many managers. Well, there, there had to be in WWE because everybody had to build the Hogan. Mm. You had to keep feeding Hogan the monster. Yeah, it was um yeah, some some heels that didn't work. Uh nails and well, Zeus. Well, Zeus <laughs> Zeus Okay, let, let's let's tackle these one at a time and we'll go with yeah. the easy one first. Yeah. Zeus. Tommy Lister. <laughs> yes. Okay, Tommy Lister was an actor. He wasn't a wrestler. I yeah. And you know and then when they, he shouldn't have been in the ring. To begin with. And then WCW brought him back as Z Gangsta. Yeah. Do you remember that? Uh, barely. Yeah. There's a good reason. It it was bad. It was it was like almost warrior yeah. in WCW <laughs> bad. So yeah, Tiny Lister, good actor, fun actor, shouldn't have been in a wrestling nope. ring. Should have left no holds barred at the match or at the movie, yeah. not not the match. Now you brought up nails. <laughs> Nails might have had a bit of a career had he not tried to kill Vince McMahon. Oh, yeah, I, I, I do remember he, he got mad. 
Well, yeah, he thought he he thought that he was owed money. He thought Vince, Vince shorted him on money, which maybe he did. I don't know. Vince has been known to do a thing a thing or two. Yeah. Well, he reaches over the actually jumps like across the desk at Vince and grabs Vince by the throat. Yeah, um, you're not going to have a career anywhere in the wrestling business when you grab the most powerful promoter in the yeah. world by the throat. Nobody's going to book you. But as but as but even as a heel, I, I didn't like... I don't like those like opposite... You know, like, okay, we got a corrections officer. We need a convict. We need a convict. Yeah. It's I, like, I, you know, Sparky Plug, like, like, never got like a NASCAR official after him. No, he didn't. <laughs> No, he didn't. <laughs> Which, <laughs> or or the yellow flag. Yeah, oh. Aldo Montoya. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Leave PJ and his jockstrap alone. Leave poor PJ and his jockstrap alone. Oh God. Um, I'm trying to think of some other bad heels. Now that we've gone down this road, some other yeah. shitty heels. Oh, I'm gonna say it now, Snitsky. Snit. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know whether that was his doing or he pissed someone off. I think the I, foot fetish thing, what the hell happened? I don't know. The shaving of the hair and the eyebrows. I mean, I, I just, oh. It wasn't his it, fault. But yeah, but it seemed like week after week, there was another bad decision being made by somebody who who would just like, as I was like, oh, I'm like, they're burying him. But just take him off TV. Yeah. Just, just just take him off TV. Don't do this to the guy. I, I just, I want to know what he did to piss who off. I, I don't know. You know, I, I, well, he, he looked at someone the wrong way. You're off next week. I'll take a day. We'll go down to Priority One Surplus and we'll ask him. That's, Gene, <laughs> what did you do to Vince? <laughs> I, don't, you know, I don't know that he'll even, he would even you know, entertain that, to be honest with you. Because he does seem like somewhat of a professional outside of it. Yeah. You know? Um, at one point, and this is this is funny, and you you might recognize some of the names. He was he was trying to come up with a new name for himself when I worked with Kovach. Okay, so a bunch of us being wrestling fans and me being in an E Fed, I literally started throwing names out from the E Fed to see if he would pick one up. Right, and one I just said to him was, "How about Santiago the Iceman Desante?" <laughs> and he looks at me, he's like, "Do I look like a Santiago Desante?" I said, who knows what a Santiago Desante looks like? <laughs> it's like, you know. Poor Snitsky. Poor Snitsky. They could have done something with him if they had not saddled him with that shit gimmick. All the shit gimmick. No, every one of them was the, the baby gimmick. Yeah. The not my fault gimmick. The shaving the hair and eyebrows gimmick. The giving them the yellow teeth gimmick. It's like, and the foot fetish was the one that really blew my mind. It's like, holy shit, what happened? I think that might have been some projection from Bruce Pritchard or something. I'm telling you, I, he he slapped somebody in the ass he shouldn't have. He walked in the dressing room he shouldn't have. He saw something he wasn't supposed to see. And they decided they were going to make his life a living hell. I blame Pritchard. Maybe he wasn't even there. Not Pritchard was there. Maybe it was John Laryngitis. Hey, don't talk about Johnny like that. <laughs> we do this for the people. People power. <laughs> It's amazing how one brother can have all the talent and the other one could be Johnny Ace. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, let's see, other other terrible... It's hard to remember terrible heels because they go away. Isaac Yankum DDS. Yeah, well, oh my God. Oh, the Yeti. 
Oh, God. The Yeti! The Shockmaster. The Shockmaster wasn't a heel. Oh, seriously? No, they, he wasn't a heel. He came out with. He came out I, to be on Sting's team. I don't. I see. I didn't watch WCW at the time. No, the Shockmaster was a babyface. He seem. He seems like that would be a heel thing. Poor tugboat. <laughs> Poor tugboat. No, no. Okay. Yeah. Well, let you know. Talk about guys that were saddled with shit gimmicks and ended up making a making a Hall of Fame career. Mm-hmm. Glenn Jacobs. Yeah. They bring him in. He's Jerry Lawler's dentist. Yep. Isaac Yankum DDS. Mm-hmm. Get it? Get it? Isaac Yankum. Wink, mm-hmm. wink, nudge, nudge. Ugh. Then they make him the fake Diesel. Yep. <sighs> and then, one thing I will give Bruce Pritchard, Pritchard credit for. And I hate Bruce Pritchard. He's a piece of shit. But Kane was his idea. Mm. Kane was his idea. It's weird how they came up with that, too. Well, I mean, they... The, it's it's like, it's so out of left field. They Well, they expanded The Undertaker's backstory. Yeah, but it's it's like, you know, the other, it wasn't like The Undertaker was cold-powered, so we need somebody with firepower. No. No. Uh, but it... it, it Kane perished in a fire. I'm doing the air quotes, people. Yeah. Kane supposedly died in a fire along with the Undertaker's parents. Mm-hmm. Well, Kane survived the fire, and Kane's mom or uh, Undertaker's mom, I guess, was a bit of a hoe <laughs> because she banged Paul Bearer while he was working at the funeral home, and Paul Bearer was Kane's daddy. Yeah, the storyline they made <laughs> it was it was convoluted a little. It was a little convoluted, but. One hell of a career come from it. Oh, yeah. And for something that was supposed to be basically a one-off. Mm-hmm. You know, it was to get The Undertaker, his, his next big opponent, but the character took off. Oh, yeah. And every iteration of Kane has worked. And a lot of that has to go to Glenn Jacobs. You yeah. Know, it's like The Undertaker. You know, a lot of, every iteration of The Undertaker has worked. Which is strange. There are ones that, like, I like the American Badass version. So did I. You know, I, I actually, I, I loved, you know, you know, come in my yard, my soup bones. <laughs> right. And because, and I think the reason I liked it so much was because that was more Mark Calloway. Yeah. And it was strange. Like over the years, they tried doing DOA. Like they've tried biker gangs before. Right. And they never take off. Right. Even- and, then, and then all of a sudden Undertaker comes down with a motorcycle and it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Well, because partly because it's the Undertaker. Yeah, but and by that time the Undertaker had enough had enough fucking cachet with the crowd that he could have done anything. Well, there there are points where I don't think they could do anything. Well, they let him hang the big boss man. Oh well, he hang physically. Yeah, in a hell in a cell match, he hung the boss man. All right, I I don't remember specifics. Ooh, it was bad. None of the Taker's Hell in a Cell matches were good. Well, they were I good. Mean, I mean, none of them ended up good for the other person. Yeah. yeah it's like somebody getting hurt. Yeah. Um, just ask Mick. <laughs> yep. You know, there's another great heel from, from days gone by. Yeah, originally. I mean, whether it was Cactus Jack mm-hmm. or Mankind. Cactus Jack, originally, he was just unhinged, and WWE didn't want him. No. I mean, they... they it was like he's 
too far gone. Well, for- Jim Ross tells this when Jim Ross tells the story about signing Mick Foley. He basically he browbeat Vince into signing mm-hmm. Mick, and Vince told him, "I'm going to do this, Jim, because I want you to know what it's like to have your heart broken by a talent." <laughs> he had no faith in Mick Foley, and you know when Vince turned the corner. And became a fan of of Mick Foley and the Mankind character. What? You remember that series of like sit down interviews he did with Jim Ross? Yeah. And when he ends up putting a mandible claw on Jim Ross uh, at JR in the end of it? Yeah. That really? is when Vince became a fan. <laughs> and nobody in WWE will ever get over or get a chance to get over unless Vince is a fan. Yeah. I mean, man, mankind's gimmick to start off with was a bit off-putting, to say the least. The boiler room—that was the whole point. Yeah, but I mean, from knowing Cactus Jack, it was just really. Yeah, I mean, we're, we all have seen behind it. We all know, you know. Oh, Simon Dean is Nova. Dean yeah. Douglas is Shane Douglas. Right. We're, you know, I mean, you can't help. It's not like you want to be smart, but we're not stupid either. Right. You know, where it's like, you know, unless they're wearing a mask, sometimes you have no idea who they are. But with Mankind, it was like, he's really goddamn unhinged. He's pulling out his own hair. Yeah. You know, and shit like that. But then when he put on the stripes and the shirt and and became the family, family-friendly-isk Mankind. Well, and he started pulling a sock out of his tights. Yeah. But that's... That whole hospital. <laughs> oh God! Still one of the greatest, one of the greatest oh. segments in in WWE history. Yeah, gotta love that. Yeah, and and the, and the rock and sock connection. Yes, you know, and, and talk about an odd couple. Yeah, you have Mick Foley and the Rock. <laughs> you know, and I love Mick. Uh, you, you know, Mick is one of my favorite performers of all time, mm-hmm. and he's a genuinely nice human being. I, I I've met him. I've met him on uh two. I think two or three times, and he's just a super fucking nice guy. Yeah, and and you'll you won't find anybody in the wrestling business with a bad thing to say about Mick Foley. Yeah, and that's a rarity. You know, you can count those guys on mm-hmm. one hand. You know, Mick Foley, Owen Hart, Brian Pillman. Uh, you know, very few that nobody talks bad about. Yeah. Um. And. You know, Mick, he's just such a nice guy, and he plays, he I hate to say play a character, but his personas, especially Cactus and Mankind, were so unhinged and, like, just violent and evil in different ways. Yeah. Cactus Jack was a pure madman. Mm-hmm. Okay, whereas Mick Foley was a, or whereas Mankind was, you know, a tortured soul. Yeah, I think the difference is that Mankind, you know, if if he if he beat you with a chair, it'd be on fire. Whereas Mick Foley would just do the two by four with the barbed wire, right? Yeah, yeah, that, that, that cactus would do the two cactus. Yeah, well, he did the fire chair one time in ECW <laughs> arena. It didn't end well. Didn't end well. The one that was the one time Terry Funk ever yelled at Cactus Jack. Yeah, we just uh, and we just watched that one Royal Rumble 
where all three of Mick Foley's personalities were in. Yes. And I think each one of them beat the shit out of, out of, out of Funk. Oh, yeah. They all beat the crap out oh, of Terry. And Funk, oh, man, I don't know how he lasted so long in that ring. He, he looked broken coming into the ring. Well, Terry was broken coming yeah, into the ring. Yeah, but it's just like, you know, cha- it was, he was that Chainsaw Charlie thing, and it was just, man. Well, uh, uh, Terry Funk, another great heel. Mm-hmm. Another great heel. Um, he was, he's just tougher than shoe leather. Terry Funk is a tough son of a bitch. Um, and I don't know if you you'd saw this, but Terry, I guess, uh, is reportedly in a nursing home uh, now, and he's beginning to show the signs of uh, some pretty advanced dementia. Be- beginning? Yeah. At, wait, I mean, in 2021, I mean, I'm watching stuff of his from 98 when I swear that, like, I, I swear he's, like, in his 70s then. Well, I mean... Uh, the the man was always eternal to me. Yeah. Well, when Terry won the f- won the ECW World Title ninety seven. Mm-hmm. Okay, he won the ECW World Title ninety seven. He was fifty three years old. Jesus. Yeah. We could do this yet. We could do it. We we have some time yet. Well, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um, <laughs> Terry Funk was one of the greatest heels ever. Uh. Let go back to Memphis. The 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 a first ever that I know of anyway, empty arena match mm. with him and Jerry Lawler. Ooh. Memphis Mid South Coliseum. There's nobody in there but Jerry Lawler, Terry Funk, Lance Russell, the cameraman, and a referee. And uh, they did a thing where Lawler blinded Funk. He took his eye out. Ooh. You know, like uh, he was digging some foreign object into his eye. Oh, Lawler, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you blinded me. And Lawler at the time was the baby face. And, you know, nobody felt bad for Terry Funk in that <laughs> instance. It was like um, uh, in, um, I want to say late 90s. or No, not late 90s, late 80s, early 90s. Um they did a clash. They did a, a clash of champions. Actually, it was a series of shit leading up to the to the match. Um, the angle right before the match was one where it almost got it almost got Ted Turner to pull the plug <laughs> on his pro, on his pet project, which was WCW. Yeah. Uh, they did an angle to close out a clash of champions. Where Terry Funk came up and came out and wrapped the plastic bag around Ric Flair's head. Ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look it up. It, it, oh it, man, the, the the footage exists on WWE Network. Oh, okay, um, well, on the Peacock now. But anyway, they did that, and it all led up to an I Quit match between Funk and Flair. Who who quit? <laughs> Terry. Yeah, not for long. <laughs> Uh, no, actually, that turned Terry babyface uh, because he was amazing. married. But he uh, married. He was managed by Gary Hart at the time. All right. Playboy Gary Hart, another one of the greatest heel managers ever. And uh, he's like, uh, Flair uh, Funk said, "If Flair beats me, I'm gonna go up and shake his hand like a man." Well, 
Flair wins. So Funk, uh, no, uh, Gary Hart's in there. No, you're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. No, I said I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to shake his hand like a man. He goes up, shakes his hand. And then he gets the shit kicked out of him. Wait, Flair or Funk? Funk. Okay. Uh, Gary Hart hits him in the knee after he'd been in the figure four and his leg was all jacked up. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Funk's, uh, uh, Gary Hart's other stable mates come out and start beating on him and then Flair cleans house and Mm -hmm. saves Funk. Great angle. Great Uh, angle. But Funk was always a great heel. Yeah. How about, let's talk modern heels. Okay. All right. So these are, because I'll be honest, I'm not that impressed with a lot of them because I see I feel sometimes that their motivations aren't there. Okay. Like I just we just finished watching the you know the Money in the Bank just was up. Yeah. And um, oh shit, um, Seth Rollins. Yes. Is now apparently insane. Yeah. You know, which just came out of nowhere. And I liked his Monday Night Messiah thing where he was like the greatest. I liked that. I liked it too. You know, but now it's like, now he's just at any cost. Still can't stand Roman Reigns. I, I actually cannot stand Roman Reigns. I'll let you finish. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of all the uh, all the heels of, and I, I don't watch as much as, as much wrestling TV as I want to. The little things that Walter... I, I don't know anything about him. Watch NXT. You, oh, uh, I have I have a little bit, but I didn't see any. The, he, everybody says they're like impressed by him. Honestly, I, I just I don't see it. Go back and find the match between Volter and Ilya Dragunov. All right. Um, I'm trying to think of some other heels that they have that that I don't that are that uh, the modern ones. Um, Bobby Lashley, I'm going with it for now that he's just a tank running through. I'm going with it. Yeah. I want to see where they go with it. Well, I'm not real thrilled with what they did on Monday. I don't think I saw. Well, hang on. Let's go back to Money in the Bank. You say you're not a fan of Roman Reigns. No. I like what they're doing with Roman now. The root. I'm the head of the table. Yeah. I need to do this for the for the Samoan dynasty. That's why I'm doing this. But at the same time, he's using his cousins. He's using Jimmy and Jay, and Jimmy and Jay just don't realize it yet, or don't want to realize it yet. No, I just okay. I, I, I like it. it. And they've got the master manipulator, Paul Heyman, right there. Okay, Rollins is. You know, I kind of, I want to see where this goes with the unhinged, where the the psychopathic Seth Rollins. I kind of want to see this. Bobby Lashley, the match at Money in the Bank against Kofi was booked exactly the way it needed to be booked. Mm -hmm. That match needed to be an absolute fucking slaughter. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what it was. But now we get to the end of Money in the Bank um, Seth Rollins is, or not Seth Rollins. Um, Roman Reigns is victorious over Edge because Seth Rollins, uh, fuck, yeah, fucked everything up. Okay, I got it. You may not want to put the belt on Edge because he's a Hall of Famer, part timer, mm-hmm. and I'm against having the belt on part timers. Yeah. 
So now you bring back John Cena. Mm-hmm. Cena is, you cannot turn John Cena heel. It's, you can't do it. No. Now, Cena is, I guess, going to be working with Roman at SummerSlam. All right. He's going to be wrestling Roman at SummerSlam. The way I think this needs to happen is John Cena, need, John Cena needs to get close, but ultimately take a fucking beating. No Super Cena. He's going to get close. Roman Reigns kicks out of the AA. Okay. Roman kicks out of the AA, hits the spear, hits the Superman punch, clean one, two, three in the middle. At the end of Monday's Raw, Lashley's there after, uh, after beating Keith Lee. Or actually, it wasn't at the end of Raw. It was a little earlier in the evening. Um, Lashley beats Keith Lee. And here comes fucking Goldberg. Yeah, we knew he was coming back. I I I I I don't like it. I I've never liked Goldberg. Uh, he's he's all these all this time in you know in or around the business. He's still sloppy. He's still dangerous. He still has no gas tank. Mm-hmm. He's a fucking joke. I would like to see Bobby Lashley go into business for himself and really fuck that guy up. Because Lashley could do it. Lashley is, you know, he's a legit shooter. Yeah. You know, and he's a legit MMA fighter. So you think they're going to go like a three-way Goldberg, Big E, Lashley? No. Big E's a good guy. He's not cashing in unless they turn him heel sometime. Big E's going to cash in the way Cena cashed in. Face-to-face, man up. No, I'm saying is they cash it in for like, you know, WrestleMania or something. It's not going to happen at SummerSlam. Yeah. It's not going to happen at SummerSlam, Big E's cash in. But on, at the speaking of that, at the end of Monday's Raw, Nikki Cross, uh, uh, sorry, Nikki A-S-H, almost a superhero, cashed in her money in the bank contract and pinned Charlotte Flair. Yeah, that was weird. That was fucking stupid. Well, maybe they have an idea. It's you, a bad one. You don't know the machinations of Bruce Pritchard's head? I don't want to, and I but I would like to punch that fucker in the mouth. Yeah, I mean, I thought the Rhea Ripley Charlotte Flair match was was one of the best of the night. Rhea, I mean, well, now here's the thing, Charlotte, and there's I don't understand this, but a lot of people in the internet wrestling community, which is more toxic than the metal community, you're damn right. Um, the a lot of people in the IWC for some reason like to shit all over Charlotte. Yeah. Is it because she's Ric Flair's daughter? Hmm. She is legitimately, and I'm a I'm a huge Flair fan. You know this, and this isn't because I'm a huge Flair, Flair fan. She is one of the best female workers in the business. Charlotte, everything Charlotte does looks good. Everything mm-hmm. she does is snug, and everything she does makes sense. Charlotte knows how to work. Yeah. Rhea Ripley is 25 years old, and the upside to that girl is limitless. Mm-hmm. She's got an amazing look. She looks like a female action hero. If you were to cast Mad Max with a female lead, oh, yeah. it'd be Rhea yeah. Ripley. I mean, I mean, and she, that, that's, I said the match was, to me, really great. She's great. 
And that's why I said I knew it was going to end in a figure four somehow because it was either going to be Charlotte pulling it off, like just her move, right. or Rhea stealing it from her. Yeah. You it, know, and I, you're going you're gonna to tap to a figure four. I, I didn't mind the finish. I loved it. I loved I didn't mind the finish at all. No. Um, and, you know, I mean, Rhea... Rhea's going to be in the in the main event picture for a long time because she's that good. Yeah, and they need more wrestlers like her. Yes, and less like Nikki, uh, Nikki ASH. I'm not going to say Nikki Cross. Next, not, like a lot of the, I mean, I that that Money in the Bank match was hard to watch. It was a train wreck. I mean, it was it was just legit hard to watch because it was like. But between most of the botches, yeah, which there were several, yeah, you know, but it was just like it, it seemed like the minute the match started, like everybody was like it was only like one match you're watching, yeah, you know, you're only watching one match in the ring when someone gets tossed out, another person comes in, you know, and even Ryan was sitting there, he's like, he's like, you know, he's like. Well, who's coming in next? You know, yeah. Like, Wait, whose spots up now? Yeah, you know, I, 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 didn't like the women's Money in the Bank match. I was really hoping Liv Morgan was going to win it because I would like to see her get at least a run somewhere. I was hoping for Natalia. Yeah, I, I, because I, I love the theme. <laughs> What, the, like the Heart Foundation theme? Yes, whenever I hear that, I get nostalgic. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have minded. I can't help it. I wouldn't have minded Natty winning. I really wouldn't have minded Natty winning. Because Natty is, she's great. Natty's great. Um, Tamina Snuka, I could not care less about. No. I could not care less about Tamina. Um, I'm, I like Liv Morgan. I like, uh, oh, and a lot of people shit on, the Alexa, on Alexa Bliss's like dark fiend character fiendish character i like it it's kind of fun it is it, it, she, she's pulling she's pulling old school undertaker stuff out yeah like she's gonna like telepathically bring the money in the bank which honestly i'll be honest with you i thought right in the beginning is this gonna be a weird squash where that son of a bitch just drops yeah <laughs> that would have been great that would have been great um you know, I, I I like her. I I used to be a fan of Nikki Cross when she was Nikki Cross, mm-hmm. and when she was like uh, when she was part of the Sanity Stable, and she was you know the she was crazy. She was batshit mm-hmm. crazy. I liked that Nikki Cross. This you know bad interpretation of the Hurricane. No, 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 not Hurricane Rosie. Okay, yeah, that's right, Rosie, because she's the hurricane. Su- the hurricane did it awesome, right? Yeah, when, when his theme hit, and he was a superhero, it was. F- I mean, it was like you. He got a pop, right? Hurricane got a pop, right? And Rosie was a superhero yeah, in training. Yeah, Ro- Rosie just would. Co- Rosie didn't get a pop. Hurricane got the pop, right? But yeah, I, I'm not a fan of the Nikki Ash thing. Um, modern the the modern heels, you oh, you you boo almost boo them. Um, ironically, ironically, yes, yes, yes. Oh wait, I'm I did want to. I did want to save our favorite heel till last. Okay, you know, and he's very evil, very good, very, oh, very nice, nice, very nice, oh, very evil. I, I, absolutely, I've been watching more and more of Danhausen. 
And I've been loving it to death. I just got my micro brawler. Oh my god! I I mean I love the his teeth gimmick. That is awesome. Well, well, <laughs> I, I love the explanation too. Yes, I love the explanation. If you don't know, Danhausen, he's a wrestler. He wrestles for Ring of Honor yeah. and various other independents. He uh, his makeup is kind of a cross between Pazuzu from mm-hmm. the Exorcist. And how else would you... King just, Diamond. King Diamond. Yes. <laughs> and he's very nice, very evil. Um, he, at first, was very evil, just very evil. Yeah. And then he realized that that didn't work very well, so he added some very nice to the very evil, and now he's Danhausen of some sort. Um, he carries a jar <laughs> of human teeth with him to the ring, and he will dump the teeth into his opponent's mouth, and then super kick the teeth out of his opponent's mouth. And the the rationale is his opponent already has teeth. It's not a foreign object. <laughs> it's freaking brilliant. Yeah. I wanna I do want to see him live. I mean, I've seen oh God, some of his matches. The his match with Orange Cassidy. Yes. Was just wonderful to watch. That I mean it, that that's comedy wrestling. Like, and it's good though. Yes, it's it's. Oh my god! And I just saw another one of his. Now, I've been like I've been I've been I turned into a fan housing. You introduced me to him months ago. Yes, and and somehow and I think because Google watches us all, you know, hail Father Google, because all of a sudden these Dan Housen videos have come up on my suggested feed on YouTube, and it's like oh, it's like oh, oh fine I'll watch them, and I start watching I'm like. Oh my god, this is awesome! I don't much care for some of his promos; they're hit and miss for me. But his in ring, his ring work. He went in the ring with two guys that paint their faces. Yes, and this was the one guy comes in with a sheet over his head like a ghost. The other guy looks almost like a jack o' lantern reversed. The eyes are orange. His eyes are orange. Okay, um, coloring, right? So and Dan Housing come. They're all in the ring. He's doing, and he's, oh, he's doing Stone Cold Danhausen, right? Okay. He, yeah, 100% whoop Housen. Yeah, oh, it's awesome. And and the ring is like this independent ring where there's piping above two of the, of two of the, the corners. Yes. So when he goes up to do, not the middle fingers, because no swearing. He, <laughs> when he goes up to do his thing in the corner, he has to duck so it doesn't crack his head on the pipes. Right. So that even he made that look funny. So the guy takes off the the ghost sheet and he's wearing a mask of the one wrestler looks like a pumpkin kind of. Yes. Right? And that and it's like, "Oh my god, that's funny as hell." And so and he immediately goes after him, beats him up, throws him out the ring. Then he takes a second mask off and he's wearing a Danhausen mask. And Danhausen is like beyond happy. He's so thrilled that a Fanhausen's in the ring. Yes. And he like he wants to go up and shake his hand and then he beats Danhausen up. <laughs> It was it was a beautiful spot for the beginning of that match. I'm gonna have to find that match. Oh my I'm, god! I'm, I'm gonna have just, to find. Just that. So it was like it's like the glass breaks. Yes, and like everybody like just freaks the hell out. Out comes out comes Stone Cold Housen. Yeah, it, <laughs> but, do, you, do you know the origin of the no swearing? Yes, because yeah, because he wants to be on TV, and you don't get on TV if you swear. It's all an independent show thing, right? They had no swearing, no swearing. 
<laughs> you, uh, uh, but for for your birthday housing, he will give you a swear coupon. There, yeah, there is one. He was doing, I think, something in AEW or Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. Yeah. He hasn't been in AEW okay, yet. Ring of Honor. Before, I don't know if it's before he got signed, but he was interviewing other wrestlers. Yes. And, you know, it, it didn't seem like they were in on the joke. That oh, one like, with, like the, the one with Matt Taven. With the one with the mustache. That he wanted to touch his mustache. Oh, uh, uh, Silas and, Young. Yeah, he he did. They, none of them really seemed in on the joke, where it's like they really were like did not want this person talking to them. But my favorite one was when he's like he's talking about I win the t- the title of the television. It's like no, I I saw that match. You didn't win. This interview is over. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean he is. Oh. And the thing with the thing is with Danhausen is he started off as just a regular wrestler. Yep. You know, he was Donovan Danhausen. Mm-hmm. And well well, Donovan Danger. Donovan Danger. Because they said there was too many syllables. Right. Yes. <laughs> did you listen to the talk I, Jericho? Yes, I love that. Well, he did it on um another one. Um not it was on Xbox. Okay, uh, and he he said, "Yeah, he said, no, that Donovan Danhausen is too much. We're gonna go with Donovan Danger." He said, "That's one less syllable." <laughs> he did. Well, he did. Uh, he was on talk as Jericho. Yeah, and did it all in character. <laughs> he did the whole interview with Jericho in character. It was great. Um, well, yeah, he was Donovan Danger, and then he was Donovan Danhausen, mm-hmm. and then uh, just being a good wrestler does not is not enough. So he came up with the Danhausen. Yeah, and he seems gimmick. like I mean Coronet loves him. Oh, well, Cornette's never watched a match. No, but he and he won't because that would ruin his image. Exactly. And Cornette's smart enough <laughs> that he knows if I watch this guy's matches, I'm gonna fucking hate him. Oh, his matches are good though. Oh, he is he's a very talented guy. But Cornette does not do he doesn't like comedy wrestling. Yeah. You know. And let's be real, Danhausen's a comedy guy. It's a comedy gimmick. Yeah. And it's a fantastic fucking comedy it gimmick. It works so well. I mean, there's a lot of comedy stuff out there that does not work well. I never liked that Santino Morales. Sa- Morella. Sna- Morella. It's the snake thing. Yeah. Which they did shades of that a little bit. I'm like, oh my God, they're doing, they're doing the hypnosis thing again. I never liked it to begin with. There's some stuff I don't like. Uh, but uh, But you know what? I think if Danhausen did it, I would almost, because I think he would come out with like an umbrella with a swirly pattern on it. And yeah. he'd somehow make it work. Right. <laughs> I, I Well, <sighs> Santino Morella is just a fucking jackass anyway. Yeah, he's... Um, but let, let, Dan Housen, I don't know if he, I don't know if I'd call him a, a, a heel. I think he is the way, he, what, you, okay, someone that puts teeth in somebody else's mouth. He, I think he's a babyface because pretty much all of the stuff I've seen him do in Ring of Honor has been against heels. Well, and and they he te- needs to take on Aaron Stevens. That would be fun. <laughs> that would be fun. You, you know that would be a fun match. Yes, because Stevens would play into it. And it would be a fun feud. He doesn't take this seriously. Why is he not taking this seriously? <laughs> This is bullshit. No swearing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Aaron Stevens versus Danhausen. I mean, I, I I would pay to see that. I want to see that match so bad now. Uh, Billy Corrigan, make it happen. Yeah, come on, guy, come on. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I I I'm a I'm a I'm a big fanhausen. Like mm-hmm. I said, my micro brawler, my limited edition micro brawler yeah. came in, which made me happy. <laughs> 
Yeah, I've been watching. I've been watching more, and it, and his promo stuff is hit or miss. And sometimes I think it's hit or miss because, like, he even says he doesn't do more than really one take. Right. So I don't think he prepares people for what they're about to experience. So they aren't sure what they're supposed to be reacting to. Right. And, you know, it's it's kind of off-putting sometimes when it's like, you know, you need to act like this person's being serious. Yeah. And just kind of play into it. Now now have you seen uh have you seen Dan Housen use the GTS as his finish? The GTS. Uh, it's like he's got him up on his shoulders, brings him down, knee to the face. No. Well, it's CM Punk's finisher. Okay, yeah, okay. Except, That's what they were talking about because right. they were using the name CM Punk used. Right. Um, well, yeah, except it's very nice, very evil. Yeah. Very nice, very evil. And uh, CM Punk is not CM Punk in Danhausen's world. He's mm. Pepsi Man. Yes. <laughs> yes. And he got permission from Pepsi mm. Man to use... Oh, yeah, he's... You know, he, he, went, he goes out of his way to, like, just... Be nice to, and I think he's going to go down as one of those other people that's like you can't say a bad word about him. Right. I mean, Punk's become a fan. Yeah. Punk's got there. There's pictures out there, like Punk's posted on his Instagram of him wearing Danhausen's merch. Mm-hmm. You know, and Punk is a fan, and I think part of why Punk is a fan is Danhausen went to the to the pro wrestling tea store in Chicago. Yeah. And did a, and filmed this skit where he got thrown out for trying to steal his own <laughs> merch. <laughs> yeah, he's been thrown out of a couple stores for stealing merch. Hot topic. Yeah, um, a comic book store. Yes, what that one was. I I saw the beginning of that one, and he just starts putting things in his pockets, and not even not not even like sneaky. He's like, ah, this keychain is free, and he puts it right in his pocket. Yes. Uh, well, well, he's waiting for Dave Honor to give him many bags of money. Yes, <laughs> and a rocket car and a solid gold house. Yeah, out of out of all. And he, I think it was your dad's favorite wrestler, which that's the weirdest gimmick I think I've ever seen. Um, Orange Cassidy, Dan Housen, and a fourth guy, which I can't remember. Right. And they were doing this four-way thing. And Orange Cassidy is another one. I don't know if he's a heel or not. Orange Cassidy's a babyface. But he's fun to watch. I And they did a spot where Cassidy puts his hands up. And they both run up and put their hands in his pocket so he can't do it. <laughs> yeah. That's great. And, and I, you know, and I love the audiences of these matches. I, I have not been to a wrestling show in the longest time where the audience is so on board with what's going on. Where when Dan House is in the ring, they will yell, holy crap. Because they won't swear. Right. You know? And it's like, they, they will just chant the weirdest things. I have not been to a show that fun since that Ring of Honor with that guy in front of us. Yes. Who? <laughs> Why is there awkward silence? Oh, oh, you mean the Evolve show? That okay? Was that Ring of Honor? No, it was Evolve. Okay, down in in Maryland. Yeah, I thought that was Ring of Honor. No, it was. It was, it, it was like, Why is there awkward silence? It's only awkward when you point it out. <laughs> <laughs> and the Booker, the Booker, yeah. coming out, and you know, an owner of the promotion coming out and telling a, a fan, "No one's here for your comedy act." Yeah, but he's making the, the believe it. With some of the matches we saw, he was making it very entertaining. Yeah, I mean the matches were good, but his his yeah. his shtick was okay. Yeah, he, he was he was on point. It was like yeah. it was it was fun to be there. Yeah, but to have Gabe come out and fucking yell at him. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, to be honest, to uh, to be fair to Gabe, 
the night before, he had to fire Joey Styles. Oh, well, he was told Joey was told not to make any political jokes. All right, because this was in the lead up to to Trump. Okay, right, and uh, Joey Styles made a grab him by the pussy joke. Was that that long ago? Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I it's, it's hard to believe because I it's strange I can't remember what I had for breakfast, but I can remember that road trip down there. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I can still smell the the gingerbread that you guys were the vape. <laughs> that me and Lewis were yeah. fucking crazy. It's like up. Hey, you smell you smell like gingerbread. You told you wouldn't say that to him. I said the hell I won't. <laughs> it's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that was a good trip. That was a good. That was a fun trip. <laughs> yeah, you made it fun by not listening to the directions. <laughs> it was Homer Simpson telling me where to go. It was like, there's the Waffle House. We can make it to the Waffle House. I'm, I'm not turning around now. You'll get a burger and shut up. <laughs> it, was like, it was like an angry father. You'll get a Burger King and like it. You, got, you get in the wrong lane and it's like, oh, now we just can't do anything. It's like, there's no way to get to the Waffle House from here. Christ. <laughs> you know, the next time we, the next time I ended up going down to Maryland for an Evolve show, yeah. it was uh, me and Lewis again, and then I, Jesse and Alistair went with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we ended up at that fucking Waffle House. <laughs> it took the turn. Yeah, we ended up at that Waffle House. <laughs> Oh, and now, Lu- and Lewis spent all his money on beer, so I ended up buying his food. Yeah, <laughs> I hope in the near future, me and you, we're gonna maybe get and take Ryan and who else we get back into a car. We go to Hamburg. Yeah, I'm in because there's a there's a lot of there's a lot and everything you know there's a lot of great talent down there. The tickets are a little you know and they, it's funny when I look at it, it's like it's like twenty five for first and second row. So I'll pay it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I I want to be right up front. Yeah. Yeah, I, I you know I miss uh, I I I miss the old the old days. I miss going to ECW shows at mm. Flagstaff. Mm-hmm. You know, I and I was there the night that got him thrown out. <laughs> Which I can't believe it was one night that did it because of all the crap they pulled. Well, I think it was a culmination, but this yeah. was the final straw. Yeah. Um, and then after that, you would always hear Joey Styles. Like, because uh, Just Incredible will come out with a t-shirt said, I hate this town. And Joey said, well, he's obviously never been to Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. Yeah. And when, um, I don't know if it's still on the WWE and, and the one of the networks, they were doing like the rise and fall of ECW. Yeah. And Taz and Joey Styles were doing the commentating. At one point, they started talking about Jim Thorpe. And Taz was something like, I hope that place slid off the mountain. Yes. <laughs> it's like. And then he came out and apologized after that. He said, I shouldn't have said that and all that. It's like, no, you should have. Yeah. It's like, no, you should have, Taz. Taz was a great heel. Taz, I don't think he, as much, I don't think he ever was a face the way he acts. No, he's just a miserable son of a bitch. It's true. It's true. He is, he, he, and he, he, his mic work, he don't like to put people over sometimes. Well, that, I think that was part of the, part of the, the persona though. Maybe. But Taz, Taz was a great heel. The the buildup, which they, which give Paulie all the credit in the world for this, for the restraint it took to do this, to build up Taz versus Sabu for a year. Mm. They didn't touch each other for a year until the pay-per-view. Yeah. Taz was a fantastic heel. You hated him, but 
there wasn't a fucking thing you were going to do about it. No, I th- I always I mean I think, uh, and and I know it's probably like I think sometimes he took the heel thing too personally. I, I mean I've seen some of his like when people are yelling. I mean he gets fans kicked out of arenas for yelling back at him when he's the heel. Yeah. And it's like, okay, now you're being a bit of a prick now. Well, he, I know you're. I know you're playing the heel thing. I get it, but the fans are supposed to yell at you. Well, he he uh, threatened me, and then and then you're you're getting them kicked out of the arena. He didn't get me kicked out, but he threatened me at Flagstaff. Mm. Uh, like War Machine hits, right? Yeah. So I go over to the to the entranceway where they're you know, walking down. It was him and Fonzie coming down. And I, I reach across the freaking barricade and I, you know, slap Taz on. Yeah, Taz, Taz. Don't fucking touch me, brother. I'll rip your fucking head off. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> he played it all. He played it well. Yeah, but I've just seen too many too many clips of him throwing people out of Getting the people to throw other people out of the arena for just yelling at him. What did you think of Raven? I liked Raven. I loved Raven. Raven on... <laughs> Uh, Raven was good, and the weird part was I damn dressed like him, and I didn't watch him. I I I did wear the um, the um, flannel shirt backwards, tied. I didn't have a leather jacket; I had the denim jacket. Right. Yeah, my normal outfit now with a flannel shirt tied around my waist. Yeah. Okay. I I, I can buy that. Yeah, and I I did that for a while because it was a cool. I didn't know it was a cool thing to do because of Raven. Well, but I also love Raven's flock. Yeah. You know, um, uh, Lodi, Sick Boy. Oh, you're talking WCW. Yeah, WCW I'm, I'm going Raven. Back to, I'm going back to the ECW days. EC, Ra- ECW Raven did some of the greatest heel shit I've mm-hmm. ever seen. He fucking crucified the Sandman. Yeah. That was the one thing Paulie Paul mm-hmm. ever had to apologize for. And if you watch the video of of Raven coming out and apologizing. Mm. It is the most insincere <laughs> shit you will ever hear in your life. I I swear that the entire roster of ECW was just all heel. It's like I can't Nah, think, nah, it doesn't it, it seems like whenever It doesn't you, get more baby faced than Tommy Dreamer. See, even he though was like I mean, well, of course when you think heel, you think the guy that uses weapons and you know and all true, that stuff. True, it's like true. but it's like you think, you know, Shane Douglas, heel. Oh yeah. Franchise you know, was a great heel. Yeah, I mean the uh, the Dudley Boys heel, New Jack heel, but Sabu the heel. Is, no, New New Jack and Mustafa started as heels, but were baby faces. It's, but it, but everybody like everybody seemed there was no Stevie Richards. I think was like the <laughs> the biggest thing close to a face. Yeah, well the what, and what, Blue Meanie with and the, the whole, blue with the Blue World the order. whole Blue World order was faces. Oh yeah, they they were like the the anti heel. But Stevie and Meanie started as heels because they were part of Raven's Nest. Yeah, but Raven, in addition to crucifying the Sandman, he di- they did a thing where he stole Sandman's wife uh-huh. and and son. Yep, I mean I mean yeah, a lot of oh my god, so, it doesn't get any healer than that. I know there was. <laughs> Every every heel, I think, looked to ECW and say, how can we push the envelope? Uh, you weren't going to push it any further than that. Um, and uh, once again, you got to give Paul E. credit because he let those guys run with the ball. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of that shit was Scott Levy, was Raven's doing. You know, that, that was Raven's brainchild. Yeah. You know, and like everybody was up in arms about the whole crucifixion with the Sandman thing. 
Sandman built the freaking cross. Mm. Yeah, this will be great, Scotty. Let's do it. And then years later, they, they crucify Stephanie and Stone Cold. Uh, wasn't a cross. It was a symbol. Yeah, it was a cross. Wasn't a cross. <laughs> it was a symbol. Bruce Pritchard said so. I know. I it can say I'm not offended. I'm not one of these people that gets offended. Oh, I'm not either. I mean, I wouldn't mind if somebody came to the ring dressed as Jesus and was whacking people with Bibles. I mean, <laughs> I think I found my gimmick. It's like you know, I'm I'm entertained. You if if you entertain me, I'm on board with it. Yes. You know, if you, if it's not entertaining, I could care less. Yeah. But yeah, I don't get a. I, I you know, I'm not one that just like I'm offended. No, no. I don't, I could give a shit. Do you think we'll ever see like the foreign heel return? Like, like back, back. Uh, no, I don't think no, so. No, because because I think everybody's woke. No, I don't think it's everybody's woke. I mean, it's it's through a point now where, see, when it was just Russia or Iran, that was over there. Mm-hmm. It was not in your face. Right. I think with the twenty four hour news cycle. You know, every every enemy now is has a face. True. So, you know, even if the Swedish decided to rampage and just be like, you know, the biggest badass on the planet, you know, I don't think you could have a Swedish heel. Don't look at me. I just picked a country that you'd never think would be bad. What's he going to cut? Is he going to come out and say, yeah, we're canceling the chef. Bark, bark, bark. Uh, I, I agree with you. I don't think we can do like the foreign menace heel anymore. No, not from it, any country. No. I mean, because even from our, just from our childhood, mm-hmm. you had Nikolai Volkov, yes. Ivan Koloff, mm-hmm. Nikita Koloff. Any Russian. The, any Russian. And then you had probably the greatest foreign heel of our generation, the Iron Sheik. Yeah. Sheiky baby. Yeah, the Iron Sheik. Uh, I think, and honestly, I think that was it, Muhammad Hassan? Muhammad Hassan, yes. That was probably the one that like said, uh, you know, guys, I don't think we can do this anymore. And that was he was a victim of bad timing. Yes, very bad timing. And he's Italian. Yeah. He, he he's he's an Italian school teacher from upstate New York. Yeah. Made principal now. Oh uh, yeah, good for him. Yes. Good for him. Um yeah. Well, I mean, but yeah, that, victim of bad but I think nowadays Well, cuz didn't they they shot the angle with the Undertaker? And like a couple of days after it was shot, but before it aired, it was right, right around the. There same was a terrorist attack. Yes, the 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 uh, I think the bombing in France. Yes, and it was just way too soon, and it was like we got to sweep this under. You know, we got to get rid of this now, which is sad for him. Yeah, because you know what, the kid could work. Yeah. And and at the time that was like the last foreign. I think the only one you might get away with anymore is North Korea, because nobody likes North Korea. Right. Well, and, and but and, but then you you know, but if we leave that up to the current wrestling product, yeah, you're gonna get like a, a parody of Kim Jong Un, exactly, kind of like uh, along the lines of Team America World Police. Yeah, and so yeah, I think definitely you can't. You know, I remember when Canadians were foreign villains. Only the Hart Foundation. Rougeau Brothers. I forgot about that. And then went, oh, and the Mounties, Jacques yeah. Rougeau. It was like, and I remember the Rougeau Brothers came out to all American boys waving American flags. Yes. And it was like 
oh my god, oh, you know, people were like livid at the Canadians. In WCW, the Blue Bloods, William Regal, uh, William Regal, and Dave Taylor. Yeah, or excuse me, Lord Stephen Regal and Dave Taylor. Mm. You know, and then. What they put Bobby Eaton? With. Yeah, there was. A, I was watching a match at one point. And I cannot remember. It was Bret Hart and somebody else, but they were both Canadian. Uh huh. And the USA chant started. <laughs> it was fans were confused. Yeah, <laughs> that's the USA chants. We've had pretty much every type of foreign heel at one point or another. Yeah, and we, we even had a French heel. Well, we Frenchy. Frenchie Martin. Yeah, Frenchie Martin. And yeah, we we've we've done every we've done England, France, Germany, uh, Spain, Carlito. Uh he's Puerto Rican. And then there's Spain? No. Okay. Portuguese? No. Anyway, yeah. But- no, but we've done we've done the well the 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 Hispanic heel. Yeah. The, Hispanic, the Mexicools. Yep, the Mexicools, which were awesome. Yes. Uh, but coming down, riding to the ring on a fucking lawning tractor might have been. See, now there's the thing that always gets me. Okay, I there's a part of me I think that's a lot. Of, some of these guys will, I think they go along with it, and not to go along. I think they think it's funny. I don't know because if you watch, I watch and I don't like them, but sometimes they pop up and I'm bored at three in the morning. Their reaction videos, yeah, and when you will see like you know. Um, certain nationalities looking at Family Guy and their jokes. And they're sitting there laughing at them. Yeah. They can understand the joke. And sometimes I think, you know, ones like the Mexicals understood maybe the humor behind the stereotype. You're right. You're probably right. Yeah. Because let's face it, it's mostly white people that are yeah. offended by shit like that. Yeah. It, it's strangely enough. Yeah. It's like, you know, how dare they do that? Yeah. It's it's like, you know, and then when you have someone like Kerwin White. Oh, my God. Chavo Guerrero. Yes. With bleach blonde hair. Yeah. And, a, and a, like a white bread suburban gimmick. And when he says like, you know, and when he's using phrases like if it ain't white, it ain't right. I mean, I mean, you are poking suburban white America perfectly with their own. And even and I don't remember him getting a lot of like, oh, that's offensive. He's wearing sweaters. What we all don't wear. Nobody said that. No, nobody said that. No, nobody got after him. He's playing golf. We all don't play golf, right? <laughs> but and you know that gimmick was dropped pretty yeah. quickly because when Eddie passed, yeah. which which it should have. That been. was one of the greatest gimmicks ever. Was uh, Los Guerreros Latino Heat? Well, well, not only yeah. Latino Heat, but when him and Chavo were yeah. a tag team as Los Guerreros, we lie, we cheat, we steal. Yeah. And Eddie played that so freaking well. Yeah, and he literally played it almost like Cheech Marin. Yes. You know? So, yeah, I th- and yeah, they've run the gambit of every... Far- except, of course, the Netherlands, which... Ludwig Borga. That sounds German. No, he was uh, sw- he, nuts. They're Sweden, Finland, Denmark... I think he was and Norway. I think he was Norwegian. <laughs> I think okay. it was Norwegian. So we got we got the Norwegians in there. Well, yeah, actually, he was Norwegian because in real life, uh, Tony Holm was his real name. He later became he was elected to like the Norwegian Senate. Yeah, we got Scotland heels. 
Piper. And Irish heels and, and Sh- Sheamus. Sheamus. With Sheamus, oh, I I wish he could get a tan. He's got the complexion of mayonnaise. Oh, you know, he has, that wall is about as the color. Yeah. Oh, he comes to the ring. Wow. The, yeah. The white balance on the TV. Yeah, I know, right? crazy. Uh, and then, of course, you've always had, you had the Japanese heels. Mr. Fuji, Mr. Saito. Mm-hmm. Um, Tensai. Tensa. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, God. Tensa. Matt, poor Matt Bloom. Yeah, but sometimes you got to pull these weird ones out and just say, hey, you know, what were you thinking? <laughs> poor Matt Bloom. Yeah. He, he shaved all his hair to the tattoos, and they was still, you know, I shave your back. It is shaved. He waxed for you people. I know, right? <laughs> well, well I, it was marginally better than Prince Albert. Yeah, and it was, well, no. A little. Come on, his name. He was named after a cock piercing. Was yeah, but wasn't he like who? Who was he with? Test. Roz. No, he was with Test TNA. Test and Albert. Yeah, no, but he started off. I thought he was no, he was Draz's personal tattoo artist. That's right. Yeah, and that's where that whole thing started. He was Draz's. That's right. Yeah, but that was that was still good. Yeah. I mean, you know, but yeah, we have a lot of all uh, the heels come from other countries. And I think they've milked that. Now they have uh, what's his name? They they did Ni- the Nigerian one. Oh, uh, Apollo Cruz. Yeah, Apollo Cruz. That's been done already. Okay, I'm sure. It ha- I'm sure oh. every one of them has been done. Well, yeah, Ring of Honor back yeah. in the old day, back in the old days of Ring of Honor, had Prince Nana, mm-hmm. who is like the Nigerian yeah. prince. And Kamala was kind of a heel. Oh, Kamala was absolutely a heel. Yeah, although <laughs> he was lo- he was a loved heel. Everybody, everybody loved Sugar Bear. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So maybe, maybe we're wrong. Maybe the foreign country heel's not dead, but you can't play it as death to America anymore. No, you just have to play it like you know, you know, we're better than you. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, well, they kind of did that with La Resistance. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Bring back a German heel. Now, now, don't look at me like that. I'm not saying come goose step into the ring. Techno punk. Who's that? Like a, like a techno-punk kind of guy? That techno-viking guy. Yes! Yes! The techno-viking. That would be great. Yeah, I mean, just, just you know, come to the ring and, you know, even that, you know, I say, we are better than you Americans. Or Dieter from Sprockets. Exactly. Yes, a Dieter, a Dieter character. That could be your, that could be your gimmick. No, 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 I'm more, I'm more Celtic. I need to wear my kilt to the ring. But you can't, you, you can't do the caber toss. You know what the worst part is? And I keep thinking, like, you know, politically correct the world. The character that I made up, my character in the white trash. Well, that would, <laughs> to be honest. He wouldn't go over. That would be, that was done. You had, oh. the, you had the dirty white boy, Tony, Tony Anthony. Yeah. And uh, Cornette and Smoky Mountain had a dude called Trailer Park Trash. Yeah, well, see, not Trailer Park. That's That's kind of pushing it. He had trailer park trash, <laughs> and try everybody loved trash. Uh yeah, but yeah, I think so. Yeah, the, the, we just they need to come up with more countries, though. More countries. How about a heel from? Hmm, hmm trying to think of one. South Africa. Been done, Colonel De Beers. Oh, I was just thinking of that band from down there. Seether. No, no. Are they from no? Yeah. Was, no, no, no! It's the uh, it's a techno band. 
I don't know. That does. Um, they did the movie. It'll come to me when I leave. I mean, I'm a bit, I'm a fan of them too, and that worse. Uh, see, there is uh, oh, South African. Um, yeah, they did that. Uh, Colonel De Beers was South African. Uh, you've had the African mm-hmm. menaces of some sort. Uh, you've had Kamala, the Ugandan giant from Mississippi. Yeah. <laughs> Jinder Mahal now is back, I saw. Yep. Uh, there you got the Indian heel, yeah. who's Canadian, but <laughs> but of Indian descent. But that's been done a bunch of times, too. You had Tiger Jeet Singh mm-hmm. and Tiger Ali Singh. Um, oh, God. I'm trying to think of uh, the other ones that have been... Uh, the, the, the brothers, the Singh brothers. Okay. That's uh, been done... You've had the Canadian heels. You've had the German heels. You've there, had the there Brit- are no faces from from our countries, are there? <laughs> to begin with, I mean, to start off with, they have to start off as enemies. Yeah, it's true. Because <laughs> even Hakushi started as a heel. Yeah, even the British guys that come over, except the Bulldogs. I think they were heels in the beginning. Now in WWF, they weren't. Mm. Dynamite was a heel in Stampede. Okay. Okay. Dynamite was a heel in Stampede, and then when they would go and do tours, even when they worked for Vince, when they go do tours in Japan, they worked as heels in Japan. But in WWE or in WWF at the time, Davy Boy and uh, and Dynamite were never, or yeah. they weren't, they weren't heels. Davy Boy wasn't a heel until. Later on with the Heart Foundation. Yeah. That was the first time Davy right. Boy Smith was a heel. Or no. Yeah, no, no, no. Before that, when he wrestled Sean. I can't believe there's there's that many foreign heels that we could kind of name off. I, I thought it was like a, a pick market. No. Oh, man. That's. No, you have. The, you, no, I mean, it's just like I thought that like you, you could name on one hand sometimes. No. And it's like, <laughs> no, they're still out there and they're still doing stuff. Yeah. I mean, you've got, of course, you've got the Middle, you know, the Middle Eastern ones, mm-hmm. and the greatest of all time, the Iron Sheik. Everybody loves Sheiky baby. Yep. I I enjoy. I always remember seeing the Iron Sheik with those shoes. Oh, the pointy boots. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, that was was Don Morocco from Morocco. No, Morocco's Hawaiian. All right. He was built for. He was built from Sunset Beach, Hawaii, right, which but- is where he's actually from. In fact, they used to chant "Beach Bum" at him. Beach Bum, yeah. Uh, I always like Don Morocco. Maybe we do need more more Canadians because Canadians are always Jericho. Well, Jericho back and forth, but always entertaining either way. Oh, Jericho's great. Well, um, they're doing a thing in AEW right now with Jericho. He wants to get back at MJF. He wants to get back in the ring with MJF, mm-hmm. who's the best heel in wrestling right now. MJF, hands down. Um. Now, you remember the labors of Hercules? Yeah. It's the labors of Jericho. Oh, jeez. Um, this pa- uh, last night on AEW, he had to win a match against Sean Spears. And Sean Spears was allowed to use a chair during the match. Now, next week, Jericho has to have a no DQ match and win a no DQ match against the bank addicted drug robber. Uh, with apologies to Jim Cornette on that. Nick Gage, the king of the death match. Mm-hmm. Well, Jericho, he's not going to be Le Champion. He's not going to be the demo god. Since I have to fight the most sadistic son of a bitch ever in professional wrestling, you're going to fight the most sadistic 
Chris Jericho that you've ever seen. Hmm. And he brought back the pain maker gimmick that he used in New Japan. Okay. So that should be good. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a garbage match. It's going to be a, uh, you know. When, when is AEW on? Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Okay. On, I have to remember that. On TNT. I, I can never I can never find anything when I want to see it. Monday is Raw. Tuesday is NXT. Mm-hmm. Wednesday is, TN, is uh, AEW. Mm-hmm. Friday is SmackDown. Good Lord. And starting in April, or not April, what the fuck am I talking about? Starting August 13th, um, there's going to be two shows on Friday night now. There's going to be SmackDown, and then at 10 o'clock on TNT, the second AEW show is debuting. Hmm. Well, I'll have to see if I can catch some AEW, because... You'll, you'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy it. Um, me, as, a, as more of a purist than you, there's a lot of it that just chaps my ass. Right away. Right away, I'm not a purist. I'm not saying you're not. I'm just saying I don't I'm, even know what a purist would be at this point. I don't. I'm, I'm not going to argue. There, there's a lot of <laughs> shit that AEW does that chaps my ass, um, like um, anything with the young bucks involved. But that's neither here nor there. Well, I'll have to remember that for next Wednesday or yeah. the Wednesday after that or whenever I decide to turn on TV. Yeah. Uh, there's some stuff on AEW I think you'll like. There's some stuff I like. I see st- I see stuff here and there in, in videos of like certain things. Yeah. But it's like I don't, I've never watched the whole match, you know. I think the whole, the death match one was one that really just lit up the internet. Uh, that was just like the, you know, it's like. The exploding ring death match. Yeah. Uh, the popcorn fart. Yeah, and it was like, and then of course, well, what did you expect? We're not going to really. Well, then don't call it that. You can, you don't well, have to call it that. They, uh, I'll, I'll give them credit because they had Omega spin it out, because Kenny Omega supposedly had the ring built. Yeah, yeah. You think I'm actually going to give you what you want? Okay, Kenny Omega. <laughs> Kenny Omega. Um, you know, Twinkle Toes McFinger Bang, mm-hmm. as Corny calls him, mm-hmm. or Harpo Finger Fuck, or whatever you want to call him. Um, not a convincing heel, not mm. at all. But he does have a very slappable face. Same with the Young Bucks. Um, the my biggest issue with the Young Bucks is they're built like uh, like Jesse. Yeah. Okay. They're both built like Jesse, and have a tendency to try and sell like the Road Warriors. Mm. Yeah. Uh, never liked the no sell. No, I don't either. Sell, sell a little bit. Sell, sell appropriately. Yeah. Sell appropriately. Yeah, there was, there was a little bit of no selling going on during that um, ladder match with the women. Yeah, and oh, maybe they, they don't know how to. It's sometimes it seems. Yeah, I think there's uh, well in WWE especially there's no excuse because they have that in-house performance center. Yeah. Okay, they have that training program right there teach these fucking people how to do it right. Mm-hmm. And you've got some of the best trainers yeah. all, in the world there. You've got Matt Bloom, you know, mm-hmm. Tensai. You had to remind me of that, didn't you? Uh, you've got uh, Matt Bloom there. You have William Regal. You have uh, Robbie Brookside. Uh, shit, Steve Carino's there now. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah Del Rey. You yeah, know, there's a lot of, I mean, a lot talent, of great trainers. Talent. And they know what to do. It's like, and sometimes I think that, oh, uh, some, I mean, the, the no sell is the one that always just, if it doesn't, you know, 
you know, when somebody really, you know, hits you, you just, you don't have to, you know, just act like it happened. Right. And the the worst part of it is, and this is not, this is not a knock on girls wrestling. No. Um, If a girl is going to kick out at two from a power bomb through a table, okay, a 130 pound girl Mm -hmm. is going to kick out at two out from a power bomb through a table. That ain't going to do shit to a 275-pound guy. While, while we're talking on this, I got a gripe. Okay. So when the hell did finishers not finish a match? That's a, that's a long-standing gripe I mean, me. that is it's irritating to me. It's like, no, finishers finish the match. A DDT is now a transition spot. <laughs> yeah, well, that's been, that's been for years. Yeah. But, yeah, that used to be a finisher. Uh, super kick mm-hmm. used to be a finisher. Uh, Even the ones that are finishers. Pile drivers. It's like we were just watching, Ryan and I were just watching Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Right. Okay. Five F5s it took. And he kicked out of four of them. Yeah. And it's like, look, I mean, first off, I know the move sets have gone down completely. You want to see a good wrestling match? Use a video game. You'll get a bigger move set than anybody has. Like, you know, well, it, it's gone from one. Ex- it's one extreme or the other. Yeah. Everybody's like punch, kick three moves. Yeah. Or they can do everything and they try to cram it all into one match. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, sometimes it's just, OK, we don't need to have all the spot. Tell a story in there. Thank you. You know, and then it's like all of a sudden it's like, boom, the finisher. And then two. No, come on. I mean. I mean, I maybe, and it's not. I under. I know it's coming. Yeah. Like hardly anybody doesn't kick out of the finisher. Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, we're an hour and fifty three in. Yeah. Well, we knew it was going to happen. Yeah, we knew this was going to happen. <laughs> I could talk about wrestling or music all day long. Yep. Um, I got an idea for next week. And I well, yeah, I got an idea for next week. Mm-hmm. Should we do it on the air or? Do, uh, we, no, if you want to say the idea, we can, you know. Well, it's not as long a discography, and I think it's palatable in a week. And it's, def- oh, it's definitely palatable in a week. Yeah. And I think it's doable in a week. Mm-hmm. Let's commemorate Anthrax's 40th anniversary. Oh, that'll be easy. That'll be that'll be easy for me because I've, I've uh, been listening to all the stuff. Right along with all the stuff that's been going on YouTube. Okay. Well, then let's uh, let's go. Let's do an Anthrax deep dive next week. Okay. All right. Oh, two weeks because you yeah. won't be here next week. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So two weeks. We have two weeks to live. Hell, if we got uh, now, nah, let's do two weeks. Yeah. And I can. I can. You know. I. I'm. Because I. I know. I already know. Like. I mean. Now I'm going to do it the same way I did before. What I mean. What I'm going to put on my mixtape. Yeah. Because. Hell, spoiler alert, I love Spraying the Disease and Among the Living so much that both of those albums would go fully if I'm talking, you know, I want to put them both on. Yeah. But I got got to pull it back. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to pull mine back too. Because the way I did it was songs I would skip if they came up on Spotify. Yeah. And there ain't much that I would skip. There's, I mean... As I've been listening to this, and I've been listening to the discography as they go through it, and I've been finding hidden gems. Yeah, that I did not. I just listened for they come for you all. Yeah, and I've never listened that cover to cover, even the bonus disc. 
that came with it that summer. And when Charlie Benante says that this was their comeback, I don't believe that was their comeback because Volume 8 I liked as well. Yeah. So I didn't see much of a comeback, but my God, the music is phenomenal. Yeah, I mean. On, on that record. Well, hang on. Let's, let's pump the brakes. Let's I know, talk. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know we can get uh, we can get excited when we talk about anthrax. Um, however, I I do got one thing I got to add. Last week when we were talking about new wave of British heavy metal. Yes. Okay. Um, my friend Dale listened to the episode mm-hmm. this morning, and he uh, messaged me about it. Or not last week, two weeks ago yeah. when we talked about new wave of British heavy metal. Um, my friend Dale messaged me about it, and Dale is a priest fanatic. Mm-hmm. So. When we decide to do the deep dive on Priest, <laughs> we have to consult Dale. Okay. Okay? So, all right. Um, two hours on this is, uh, I think, a long enough long enough program. Yeah, that's a lot of drive time. Yeah. Jim, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you like wrestling, pal. Yep. All right. Um, so, we're going to take a break next week because Bill's going to be on vacation. Um, so, we'll be back in two weeks. Mm-hmm. I might throw something up. Uh, I might maybe maybe I'll think of something that I could do by myself, or maybe I'll have a special guest. I don't know. All right, we'll think of something. If not, see you in two weeks. All right, all right. For oh no, not them. I'm Eric. I'm Bill. My sidekick. Sidekick. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> see ya. Bye.